everyone, and welcome back to the World Explorer Podcast. This is the podcast where every week we take a random prompt and build an entire world around it. My name is Casey, and I'm joined with Isaac. Hello there. So, uh, today we decided that we're going to be doing a prompt that is incomplete. One, It's just a random, very tiny world-building element that I came up with a while back which is poison spores that float from plants like giant dandelion seeds. This is just like a random uh, thought that I had for a world-building idea, but it wasn't enough that I could really justify making an entire world out of this or having this as a prompt. But then Casey said, no, let's do it anyway. And so that's our prompt, is poison spores that float from plants like giant dandelion seeds. So where else do we go with this? Well, first, first we need to confirm something. So poisonous, you have to eat it. Or is this like a gaseous thing? Is it something that like if it touches you, it's poisonous? Like it's like poison ivy level type thing? Um, yeah, probably. That's more what I was thinking was like, either it's, uh, it touches you or maybe you would inhale it. I don't know. But no, it's giant. That was the thing. Oh, that's so, true. If you still if you touch something giant, it could still it could still be poisonous to touch, and then you have this issue of this giant thing that you can't get rid of because it'll kill you if you touch it. Yeah, so I, I think we have to go with uh, the touching thing. Yeah. But I'm not sure where to go beyond that. Is is this an alien planet? Or is this like an, a fantasy Earth sort of situation? How popular is this plant? Is it everywhere? Or is I'm, it just in like a biome? I mean, it's gotta be popular enough to justify sticking it in the world. Yeah. Well, is this like a thing that spreads easily? Like wherever one of these seed, poisonous seed things lands, another plant sprouts up? Well, it is inspired by dandelions, so... And yeah, let's go with that. we all know dandelion spread. Okay, so this is like a oncoming threat to whoever's living there. Yeah, this is... But also, part of me thinks this would be a cool house to live inside. Just a dandel giant dandelion seed. Hmm. I want to carve it open and live inside, even though it would kill me. Well, I don't think that they would look like dandelion seeds it would be more circular I, I was thinking because it's supposed to be a spore I still want to cut it open like a giant pumpkin and live inside <laughs> of it <laughs> so how would a place so I assume they go airborne so they're flying pr projectiles that are attacking people and wherever they land, a new one grows that then sends more flying airborne weapons against you. But you're fine as long as you don't touch them. So is this just a matter of you live in a city that's like full of these things, but as long as you don't touch them, you're fine, so you kind of just dodge them? I guess so, but... I mean, maybe it's a situation where people can become overwhelmed by them, like like if you like if you're near a field of them and then the wind blows and a bunch of them start floating towards you i it's terrifying yeah and if you're living in like 
in a place where uh, there's a lot of dirt and there's not much like concrete or asphalt or anywhere where plants can't grow. Uh, yeah, if, there, if there's a bunch of dirt where they can is spread, then it might be a little terrifying because they might grow quickly and keep heading towards you and become a serious danger. But if you're in like a city or something, you should be fine. I mean, they'll still come at you in the city, and then they'll just, like, sit on the sidewalk, and what do, you, do people just, like, walk around it until it decomposes? Can you burn them? What do you do? I mean, I, I think that maybe they don't last very long. They decompose rather quickly, or maybe maybe you can just step on them. And, uh, because... I thought these were giant. I think our size... Like, my si my thought was, like, they're the size of a person. You remember oh. when I live inside them? So I, so I, oh. you said giant. I said giant, but I was thinking like, uh, I, I don't know, not not that big because I can't see something like that floating. I was thinking more like. I mean, if it's hollow. I I don't know, no no larger than a baseball. That's not giant. It's giant compared to a dandelion seed. <laughs> I mean, yes, but it's not, you can't live inside of it. No, but when you said live inside of it, my mind went to like a, a Thumbelina sort of scenario because I w that's the size that I was thinking. No, no, I I was thinking, no, I was thinking like normal human live inside of it. My, my, we were apparently on different wavelengths. You were thinking of baseballs being flung over a wall. I was thinking about like... Houses thrown over the wall. And yeah, Jones running away from the boulder. That's more what you were thinking. Only it's a whole bunch of them, and there are a bunch of poisonous boulders. Okay. To be fair, that would probably be the size of like the flower plants, like fully grown, which means you'd only get like a slice of the house that flies off. So more like the size of a door. Okay. Because yeah, I was just thinking to myself, we're looking at massive trees. Yeah, essentially, if these are uh, plants with all these gigantic spores coming off. Well, if we want dandelion, like it could just be like a really strong, like it look a tree-sized trunk, but then I don't know, like a giant orange on top of it, in the sense that it then the the it peels back and the they go flying. Yeah, we could do that. We we can we can we can do giant. We can do giant instead of yeah. uh, my version of giant. Giant. Yay! I just want a town with people screaming as a door-sized poisonous seed that kills you if it touches you comes flinging at, flying at them. Oh, well, at that point, uh, you have a scenario where they're just sort of standing along the sidewalk as it rolls down the street, and then the traffic cop is sitting there blowing his whistle, trying to get it to stop rolling, and then it doesn't listen. Uh -huh. Then, then you, he just sort of cartoonishly jumps out of the way. Uh, yeah, th that's the scenario that we're going to wind up with. I was thinking more like, you know, a mother accidentally leaves baby in stroller in the middle of the road as one's coming through, and you have the hero who has to race in and rescue the baby, and then only for them to look down and realize it's just like a baby doll or something, and they're like, what's <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like at that point you're not looking at the mother screaming about the uh, baby doll being you're looking at a small child screaming about it and just like oh it's your sister I have to go and save your sister 
Yeah, sure. Or you just have those creepy older ladies with their baby dolls that they're really obsessed oh, with. Oh, yeah, that's true. There are some people who uh, like to carry around they have with their them hyper-realistic real... dolls. Yeah, that's a thing that some people do. I forgot there about is. that. Yep. I never can. It haunts my nightmares. Uh, anyway, uh, so... So it'll only grow if it if dirt. So I'm guessing the way that it grows is like it decomposes, and as it decomposes, it sprouts. So if it decomposes on like a sidewalk or has no place to latch onto, then it's then it just dissolves into nothingness. But if it decomposes with soil, it can then sprout a new tree, flower thing. Yep. Yeah. So. If you were to, say, cut it down and kill this giant flower before it uh, can get to be too large and start get, is sprouting a bunch of spores, could you just kill it? And this is sort of a way that they fight back against these things, is they just try to take them out early before they become poisonous? Yeah, so I, especially if the poisonous is only in the seeds. Like, I feel like the the way that this flower is created is that the poison is there to protect the seed so no one touches it so it can actually plant itself. Like, it's a plant that's weird in that it doesn't get burrowed in the ground. It has to decompose above it. So it needs that self-defense to prevent, like, animals or people from touching and eating it or moving it so that way it can actually do what it needs to. Yeah. Especially when it's that big. Now, just to make things uh, interesting, what if oh. uh, the trunk of these tree plant things uh, bear a bunch of very delicious fruit? And so you've got situations where people go out and they want to uh, pick th this fruit but the, but it's always a very dangerous task because they they could always get hit by one of the spores and also like a reason to keep them around yeah because they have yummy fruit they have yummy fruit i mean we could up the steak in the sense that the fruit appears like very close to when it's time for it to, the seeds to be released that's what i was thinking so you, you see the fruit and you're like, okay, the fruit has appeared. You've got like a few hours and then at any moment the seeds could pop and then you're going to have to run. Although I feel like with the seeds being that big, like one of the safest places you could actually be is underneath the yeah, tree. Yeah, because it'll just float away. But unless you say yeah. uh, like the fruit, or unless you say like the, these things are surrounded by other trees because if they're surrounded by other yeah, trees, the, the other ones might hit you. Yeah be a terrifying time and you could also have it to where the uh spores because these things are so big they don't float across the the air quite like a dandelion would. yeah they 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 most slowly fall maybe at a bit of an angle but they're still gonna hit the ground fairly quickly and land near the tree okay let's be if they are very light and they have and their density is proportioned in the correct scientific way or they're very full of air or something along that lines it is not hard to imagine a circle the size of a door floating away through the sky that is not hard for me to imagine 
we have hot air balloons. Airplanes float. A plant can produce a spore the size of a door that can float. Yeah, away. but hot air balloons float because of helium. I firmly believe this. Uh, yeah, well, who knows what these plants are producing inside the seed, and it could have a gaseous thing inside it that might be a component of the poison itself, and it slowly releases the gas. The gas doesn't actually kill anything, but it releases it, and and then it slowly drifts back down as it loses it. Yeah, we could do that. Or maybe the poison is like a byproduct of oh. that gas. Which now you can have this in maybe interesting like a... Yeah? Maybe if instead of like the wind blowing and knocking these things off of uh, the trees, what happens is they are getting filled with this gas over time. And once they are filled up with enough, they automatically pick themselves and they start floating off of the the tree. And then, yeah. but where they that were being filled sense. up is where they are connected to the uh, tree. But now that they are no longer connected to the tree, there is a leak. And so they start to lose that, uh, that gas over time. Yeah, and then they float down somewhere else and that's where they plant. And again, the byproduct of that would be the poison. But now you have like this interesting scenario where these trees are full of this gas, which technically the gas isn't poisonous, it's just the byproduct of it is. And people might be trying to harvest to said floating gas so they can make like airplanes and stuff. But then what do you do with the poison it produces? But also you have very strong floaty gas that can make <laughs> things fly. So this would, I guess we would be working, the world that we're working with is not a very technologically advanced this is a world where they have not, they, they haven't discovered uh, a hot air balloon technology or airplanes or anything like that. No, I think this is a world that is very, it's very dependent on this plant that wants nothing more than to kill them. Like, it's a, it's a main food source for them. It's becoming their main means of transportation. Like, the reason why they live so close to this plant, despite the fact that on a very windy day where the the line between these plants and the seeds are broken because that could still yeah. happen even though they're not quite ready they could have like a storm hits and everyone's inside because when they look outside they see a horde of poisonous spores the size of doors coming at them falling to the ground and wherever they land if you're touching it you die and i'm so i how do they die do we really want i mean do we want to go there i think we do i think we need to. what if Maybe in maybe it was poisonous, but also it's acidic, and so if you touch it, it eats away at uh, the outer layer of the, your flesh or maybe your skin, oh, and horrid. then it poisons you because it managed to to tear through your flesh. That's disgusting. It's an awful, awful, disgusting thing, but also. It, it it explains how they're able to kill and why people are so terrified of them. Yeah, it burns through your skin and also makes you just hor I'm just imagining someone accidentally touches it and they just start screaming as their hand slowly burns off and then they start vomiting as they have this horrible reaction and then within minutes they're gone. Yeah, it'd be a really awful way to go. It really would. But also, the fruit is tasty <laughs> and transports. They can fly everywhere. I imagine whoever's job it is to mess around with these things 
is getting paid a lot. Well, here's the thing. I'm sure the scientists that are made to, like, experiment with them are, but the people who are picking them, I think we're near in slavery at that point, like, to convince a group of people to do that. Like, you don't pay them enough. You force them to. These people don't have a choice. There's a lot of really dangerous jobs out there that people still very willingly do. And a lot of it's because they get paid a bunch. But what, like, but here's the thing. This is something that they have to get a mass amount of because it's probably, like, one of their main food sources. Because how do you grow anything else in a world where everywhere there's dirt, there is a likelihood that a seed will land on there and grow an another poisonous tree? So this is likely one of their, like, main plant-based food sources. Well, so you would need a lot of people who are willing to do that, and you c no economy can support that much I, labor for something. And I imagine that they would uh, be creating domes, or uh, or or a frame shaped uh, structures that don't have uh, full on like ceilings or anything, but they've just got like uh, wooden beams or something that are that are all connected. So there's not, not really any roof, but it's enough to where if the spore lands on it, it's just going to roll off. Yeah, you can still have rain and sunlight and everything, but because these things are so massive, they're not hard to uh, keep away. Unless these things are incredibly delicate, and so as soon as they hit these frames, they're going to fall apart and start releasing acid, and that acid starts falling onto the plants. Well, that's another question that I had is, like, does ask I feel like ask the, like, whatever this plant thing is shouldn't have any effect on actual wood, so that way trees would be okay and they could still have trees. Uh, and also, like, early civilizations, their first method of stopping these things from spreading would be to lay wood down. Like, they're not gonna have- either that or they'd have to live in a stony place, like a cave or something like that. And that's where the society breached out and they slowly started, like, transferring stone pathways and things to- to build along. Those are the only two ways I could see this happening, is that it doesn't affect wood, so wood paths was something they could do, and wood houses, or this is a society that had to start in caves, and had to learn to how to mine and harvest stone before they could venture out of said cave, uh, and safely build, a, like, a society, and expand their civilization. I could definitely see it not affecting stone, but I'm not sure about wood, because it isn't powerful, it is powerful enough to eat away flesh, so would it be powerful to eat enough? Yeah. Powerful enough to eat away wood, or is there something in the flesh that it, that causes the acid to have a reaction to where it's specifically yeah. eating flesh, but it won't eat uh, much of anything else? Because I think that though that makes sense just from like a plant side is the the acid thing. It's not. I think it has to react to like humans and animals in a certain way because it doesn't want to poison soil because it needs that but it does want to poison anything that would try to eat or move it so i it could be like a heat sensor thing so like the fact that us as humans put off heat yeah but what about a hot summer day unless these these spores don't uh sprout during the summer oh that's true it could be like a winter issue yeah maybe it's know. fall or this is just an environment where it doesn't ever get terribly hot like, we don't need seasons in the same sense we have seasons. Yeah, th this could just be an environment where, like, it's a pretty steady 70, 72 degrees, something like that at all times. And so when it hits uh, a living creature, uh, then it starts reacting to the body heat. Yeah. 
Which does mean that if it, say, hit something like stone, where it's because stone can conduct heat or something, then yeah, it would also turn acidic. But that could honestly be a benefit to people. Like, that could be a way for them to get it to dissolve more. Like, they pick to make their streets and their houses out of something that conducts more heat simply so that way when it lands it instantly decomposes and dissolves into nothingness so that it cleans yeah. up faster but then things like their structures and stuff like to protect their plants which they don't want to cover completely like the stems and things that they're using they pick stuff that doesn't conduct heat that's quite cooler so when it hits it it either just sits there and then what do you i guess they'd have to move it off of them or it bounces off and then hits the sidewalk where it could dissolve because eventually it's going to decompose. But I guess that decomposing is different from it dissolving. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just thinking that, uh, yeah, they would just have um, everything be largely made out of stone. Would they be able to use, like, the stem of this plant for wood? Like, can the, is there other things they could do? Like, couldn't they chop it down when... Well, that depends. Are we going with it? Is it going to have... A wood-like uh, structure to it, or are we saying it's like a giant dandelion, and it's more like grass? That's true. I'm also thinking that it's producing that gas inside of it, and if you chop it down, you're releasing that gas, which then produces the poison. Well, not only that, if you start releasing the gas, uh, the seeds at the top, the spores, they might, it, without the them uh, constantly being filled, they might start to. Uh, become heavy and they droop down a little bit and then they just fall off like they're not really they, this mm -hmm, way they're not they're just you know slowly floating away they're just falling yeah so i think there's a huge danger of like when you're so especially like another way to make this even more dangerous because that's fun uh is that in order to do the fruit like you actually do have to cut it off of the plant but you have to be extremely careful when you do, because if you cut wrong or you make a mistake and you cut into it's very much like a dandelion stem, which is easy to slice into, you could risk leaking gas. And if the gas leaks out of the stem, that means the stem starts producing the poison, because that's what causes it. And then also that means that the gas is not filling into the seeds, which could cause the seeds to malfunction or fall off, which could cause more poison and more issues. Just a whole lot of, yeah, this is just problem after problem. But also, it's all they have to work with. I assume they could still do, like, they can have animals and pens and things like that, but I feel like growing actual food would be so hard. Like, they can do it, and I try, but, and I guess they're getting the food from other civilizations that might be coming and visiting and taking the very sketchy uh, road with the, the warnings, like, if it storms out, find a cave and pray. Well, I think if, again, if they have those, uh, structures with those beans in place designed to block those seeds would yeah. be fine. I could see them having a full road system of like a covered road. Yeah, essentially they would have a bunch of greenhouses, but without the greenhouse yeah. effect. <laughs> They'd be very easy to set up greenhouses. And uh, the, it would just need to be enough to where it, it keeps the spores off of uh, the uh I also assume this is like dandelions and the fact that once they release the seeds, the plant dies. Uh, we could do that. Just to keep it kind of not too overwhelming, like taking over the yeah. world. Okay, so the plant dies and then I guess the fruit is more easily accessible. But maybe we could say that the fruit at that point uh, 
it starts to quickly overwrite. I think though what's what happens is the issue is that like the seeds release and suddenly the gas the the plant has all of these holes with the gas in it uh, and that causes the poison kind of leak on the stem and it's the type of issue where because I think the way that the poison works is when the gas comes in contact with air it produces the poison but it's more of like a sticky liquid stuff like that's just the byproduct of those chemicals mixing uh, so that means that the poison's then drooping on the stem and I guess the stem can't actually handle its own poison, so it kind of decomposes it quickly. And some of the fruit's co coated in that stuff, so you can't touch anything about it. Well, you could uh, uh, also say that because there's that leak at the top of the stem, because uh, there's no more spores up there, all of the air that's inside the stem starts to be released. And maybe that air was originally uh, keeping, up the, uh, keeping the stem upright, and it's kind of like deflating a balloon. Now that there's no air in it to keep it upright, it starts to uh, fall over. Like the the air within it was part of the structural integrity of the plant. Yeah, but also it's it's the poison's gonna come and coat it too, just because that's what's causing it. So between that, those two features, the plant dies. You cannot get the fruit at that point. Yeah. Plus, uh, if the that's actually another danger. If you're going out and you're picking fruit and you see the spores start to release, you gotta well, now run. there's poison leaking down. The yeah, the trees are about to start falling on you, and the spores are gonna start falling from the sky and yeah. poisoning everything. Yeah, because I didn't even think about this, but the fact that the poison's coating these seeds means that the poison can also drip off the seeds. Like just based off of how we designed this, the poison could drip off because it's able to coat, and then after it coats, it it drips. That's how that works. So Wait, you, I think I might have missed something. You were talking about it coating, but I thought you were talking about it coating. Yeah, it can coat the seed, uh, but like, after... but once once you coat something and you have still have like excess poison, be it putting on, it drips. Oh no no no! We were talking about the seeds. Okay, for some reason my mind was on the fruit. No, uh, no never the mind. Seeds. Sorry. Would that uh, be an issue, or are we saying this stuff is so sticky that it doesn't drip? It's it's like attaches itself to the the. The I kind of want to say it drips, but just because that makes it more terrifying. It does, but I'm also wondering if that's too much. I don't know, because now you're dealing with acidic rain. Exactly, and I might think that's a little too much. Like, how does the society survive with that threat? Or how do they justify, like, I don't care how good the fruit is or how cool I'd say that no. you can fly. We, we should ignore the acidic rain, because now if it goes over the crops, the crops aren't safe. Exactly. I think what happens is that the sap thing is it's sticky in the sense that it like clings and spreads on something. So it attaches itself to something and like crawls along it, but it doesn't drip. It's a weird texture thing, but you know, chocolate does it. So Cer certain liquids do that. So I don't see why this one can't either. I think your the word you are looking to describe it with is viscosity. I was thinking coding, but sure. <laughs> there we go. Okay, yeah, we just world built a plant. I like it. It's a scary plant. It is. But also it's yummy. And you can use also it to make it's flying yummy. machines. What more could you want? So is this a steampunk world? I guess. I mean, everything's made out of stone. 
it's a stone punk world. <laughs> Alright, I think that's a good sign to end it. <laughs> because now we're getting into cavemen with uh, top hats and goggles. Yep, it's over. Uh, we'll be back next week. Big twirly mustaches. Uh, with a different prompt. Long trench coats. And a different world. And we'll see you guys then. Say bye. How does one weld a stone pipe? Say bye. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>